Did you know Pennsylvania law requires you to call 811 at least three business days before you dig? That's not just for contractors and big projects. It's even homeowners working on simple projects like a new mailbox or expanding garden. They still need to call 811. Just call 811 before you dig, you jack off. It's the law. Peoples-gas.com. All right. So in the meantime, also, we have to say... Uh, here we go. Get the best experience of customer service and maintenance for your Roik Advantage at the Service Center on West Liberty Avenue. Visit RoikHonda.com for all of your vehicle needs. And they check out our blog post because we write about Jagoffs over there. Because John gets angry, he has a little bit of road rage, and I feel like they sponsor those blog posts. So thanks. As always, go to RoikHonda.com for all of your vehicle needs. And now we start the Jagoff podcast from South Hills yet again. Porch stop number two at the Wank Home for Zachary's Missions Porch Tour. Present by people's gas. According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word jagoff is defined as a noun, which means a stupid, irritating, or... Here's how Pittsburghers define a word jagoff. When someone cuts you off on a parkway. Jagoff! Or someone scares the out of you. Yeah, jagoff! Or it's a term of endearment. How you been, jagoff? This is Mark Madden. Hi, this is Larry Richard. Hey, it's Rick Sivak. Hi, this is Greg Brown. Hi, I'm Tyler Kennedy. This is Antonio Holmes. And this is the Jagoff Podcast. For this John and Rachel, the Jagoff Podcast, if you're listening for the first time, we ask that you follow us, subscribe to it, or just go get it on either yajagoff.com every Tuesday or go to q929fm.com, go to the personality page, and you can listen to the podcast there because we're on there 7 to 10 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And a kudos and thank you to Monica on air, who is actually the morning person, and she produces our podcast. We're so lucky. So make sure you're listening in the morning Woo! to Monica, and she has some great segments. And maybe a couple of guest spots from Jags coming up soon. Right. You have to listen to the end game on... That's his favorite. Tuesdays and Thursdays. All right. Thank God she's behind the camera. We can get all the... uh, Can you help us out? As we get ready to tell everybody about the prizes that our homeowner gets, let's have our homeowner, Brandy, come on and have a seat. Grab one of the microphones. Brandy. The coolest part, we've known Brandy for quite some time, and when she submitted, we'll tell you all about that porch. Go ahead. Tell her what you get. What are her prizes, John? Coming to the porch store doesn't just get you John and Rachel, Monica, and Tracy showing up. It gets you all kind of things, including uh, stuff, muffin mixes and uh, pancake mixes from Mary Mac Bakehouse, cookie, cookie ice cream, which we almost forgot in the car. And it did not melt yet. The Pittsburgh <laughs> Irish <laughs> Festival <laughs> tickets. They get a special gift from the Dryer Vent Wizard. All things have banana and spectrum fudge and dudes, Ernie, Richie, sausage, and Mancini's bread. How about that? How about that? Thank you, guys. Well, no, thank, thank you. you. Coming. This is awesome. Listen, we will be eating all of this we stuff. We need to go right into why we chose your porch. Or I'm sorry, talk about Zachary's mission. Uh, what were you talking about what was on the blog sure all right so we talked about with the script you have to talk about the shindig we do have to talk about the shindig so you have to go look at our video we are not trying to shamelessly plug our our uh our video on social media but the shindig video is pretty funny there is a shindig going down august the 28th it's actually in almost butler county at the union brothers brewery they moved a little bit up the road and they are doing something with the my preferred real estate and Mm -hmm. it's it's literally a shindig. There are so many things I couldn't mention them right now. It's August but you have 28th. to look at the video yeah. to see. They're doing cornhole. They're doing bands all day. They're doing a um, car show. There are face painting and balloon art for kids. All this stuff. So go check it out. We're going to have a good time. Two Jagoff blog posts we did real quick. Tortilla chips that are tortilla flakes because someone doesn't know how to handle the bag at Giant Eagle. The whole bottom was just broken like cornflakes. It's not even chips. Can't even use them. And the Mount Washington sign, it said Iron City. That was good. It didn't for a while, but as you may know, Mary Mac Bakehouse helped us put the font up there. It says, don't be a Jagoff, and that's the sign that should be up there. I agree. Up it there. should just stay uh, there up all there. the time. Up air. Up air. And obviously, we talked about <laughs> pickle juice drinking because Picklesburg is next week. We cannot wait. In fact, we have a specialty podcast coming out for Picklesburg. We're going behind the scenes with Pittsburgh Today Live. We get to chat with all of them. But in the meantime, check us out at Picklesburg. John and I are facilitating the pickle juice drinking contest for the fourth year in a row. And it is quite fun. But let me tell you, that responsibility is heavy because we have to determine whether or not they qualify. It's tough. Yeah. All right, Brandy, it's now time to talk to you now that we Woo! haven't sit in the sun for five minutes. It was minutes. exhausting, like Brandy. Like to pre-bake. We, 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 we pre-bake no worries, all of our No guests. worries. I'm not so, working on the girl. So yeah, right? Well, let's yeah. talk about this is the porch tour. People enter things to enter the porch tour, try to butter us up. You did a great job. Talk about the video you made. It Was it at AquaShore or PNC Park? It was at PNC oh. Park. Ah, there you go. Literally, Scott Taker. Can we Scott pay attention Taker? to this real quick? Yeah. <laughs> 
he's buttering up the sticky buns. Yeah, Scott Baker is just doing something over John's shoulder, and I'm jealous, and it smells so delicious. Go ahead, Brandy. <laughs> okay, we were at PNC Park when we did that video. There was probably about 50 of us there for a pirate game. We love a tailgate. That's one of my favorite things to do. So I collected everybody, gathered them with a nice city view and submitted. Submitted. I think my favorite part is, and I don't know who to give the credit to and who started it when they start chanting Jag off after. Love it. We, we, yeah, that was, that was the best part. All right. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> no, Glad literally, we could, yeah, be we part of it. saw it and we were like, Tracy, just get her. Let's get this <laughs> scheduled and let's go from there. And you know what? Some of them were really great. Like the one we were where we were last week, you know, it was a waterfall, all stone. There was like a little, not creek, like a little pond. They have two frogs. It was very eloquent. It was very, very nice. But then that one, it was like, oh, you know, it's like Big Brother. You know, you have to pick the ones. Like, there's rules. You got to get us somehow. John keeps saying, butter us up, and you did. All yeah. right. I know how to butter him up like he's buttering yeah. that yeah, right. sticky so, buns. So, Brandy, we know you from Azazu. How long have you knew, actually, Arnold Zigarelli, right? Yes, I know yeah. Arnold Zigarelli. He's a and Pittsburgh icon. He definitely yeah. is. In fact, I was his assistant for probably 20-some years. Who so, would know? Because you're only 28. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So. She's a child prodigy of <laughs> Arnold Ciccarelli. This is true. So. You know, one of my favorite memories was, and we've worked with Azazu for a lot of years, one of the best things was interviewing him and you whenever he was leaving his retirement. You know, it was it was so bittersweet because you're seeing everybody get sad that it's an end of an era. Everybody knew him from back in the day. He started Emilio and Gino. But... The advice that he continues to give and the role he plays in his Azu is just mesmerizing, right? It was. Even to this day, he still posts a motivational Facebook page every day Aww. just for everybody, yeah. just to keep wow. at it, yeah, yeah. to Isn't help us all out. crazy to think you're that close to an icon? You know what I mean? Uh, it, it really I mean, he really was. is yeah. He, he yeah. really is. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I was very fortunate to meet him when I did. I think yeah. he did a lot for me in many ways. What was uh, one of the biggest things he taught you? Because obviously, Azazu is known for all of their amazing people who do great hair. I mean, don't judge me today from the humidity. <laughs> but <laughs> typically, they do a phenomenal job. But what did you learn most from him? Because I think, in my opinion, you can learn how to better your craft but it's the business savvy, right? Right. So definitely um, I the hair part of it, of course, but just everything, life things yeah, also. Life and I probably told you guys the last time, one of my favorite stories is um, I didn't drive. I lived in Mount Washington and I didn't have to. Yeah. I could take the tea and go everywhere. And he finally said, I am getting you driver's license. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to pay and get your lessons for you. So he paid to um, get lessons to make sure I got my driver's license. Trace, this is what John's doing. (laughs) (laughs) For Tracy, right? (laughs) So Trace, when we get the jag off bus, Tracy, I love that. Yeah, she's the best navigator without driving, so that's all good. That is super cool. Now, talk about your friends that are here. Now, did. No, actually, let's go backward, because how the hell did you find this house? Because we had a heck of a time finding Scott, I mean, she everybody else here. were like, that's where we should have turned. We said that three times in the in the car in five minutes. Yes, it is a tricky way to get up here, but that's what I like most about it. Oh, so okay. it's a dead-end street, and not too many people are coming. Yeah. So it's a hidden street right off 51, yeah. and if you come the 88 direction, it gets even more tricky, because there's another street down there called Kingwood, and that's... It's not my street. That's so funny. Oh my so God. I'm glad everybody made it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's what makes this place special. Like, literally, I'm not just saying this. And we felt very, very comfortable and had a great time at our first spot. No question. But we literally pulled in, and there was just a sea of jagoffs. And we say that as the utmost term of endearment because... We are term of endearment, Jagoffs, but they all had T-shirts that say things like "Live, laugh, live, love, and laugh." Don't be a Jagoff. Like you themed this like no one's business. Can we bring your husband in, or is he not one? Oh, okay. Uh, he was like, "Girl, don't uh, go there." Like, but everybody has a different T-shirt. It's themed. Like you guys are fun people. This is awesome. And this is definitely a Pittsburgh house because he's not Donnie. He's, no, Don. Donny. Donny. He's Donny. Donny with the well, Jagoff Well, the beauty shirt. of that was, and I know I'm sort of like, I'm not a good, I'm a good secret keeper, but I'm not a good surpriser. I don't like surprises. So this was tough for me. Like the dog stop people who were coming on, they asked, hey, does she have a dog? And I was like, I guess we need to find out, but I'm not the one to ask because I'm going to blow the surprise. So we found that out. And then we needed a griddle. And so we went to John's ex-wife's house to get a griddle because that's the way we roll whatever we need to do we appreciate you candy because you made this happen but you had one set up as if you knew 
So, surprise, surprise. Surprise. We love yeah. it. We're ready for anything here. We really are. So, you guys are collecting for Zachary's mission. And again, we're not going to talk about that because we don't want the next two porches to get any insight on how much you might have, right? But we know that the porch that collects the most everything items is calculated by Patricia and Rob as far as who is making the most Zach packs then they're the ones who are going to win the big prize in August. So yeah, and we, we are working on that. This. Yes. Yes, it's no sweet. No problem. Thank you. And it's fun. And I have a lot of great friends and family to help me. That's you really sweet. do. You're a great person. Seriously, if I can plug, Brandy's not on social media, so I will do it. I will plug Azazu. If you are looking for somewhere to go for all of your beauty needs, seriously, that is it. I mean, both locations, I'm in the between, so I can go to either. But basically, right in the heart of downtown, or you can go in the north, they have the most experienced staff, Emilio and Gino, and Caesar now they know like how to treat people how to get people coming back that is the reason for the longevity wouldn't you agree yes that's yeah. why I'm still there and Brandy's yeah. still there so check her go out go see Brandy there you go walk in and see Brandy and say the Jagoffs told me to come she will love that I went, hey to see did you look at my person. questions today I love, the, I love which one you want me I don't to ask even, her I can't even we have a question of the day good. they're uh, all good actually alright Brandy you'll get this okay I'm gonna go with this one so <laughs> you know, I'm a very low maintenance person. I literally get my hair done and that's it. I'm not nails. I'm not, we're not even talking about my hygiene. So basically, what is your like fake dress up? Like you don't feel like dressing up because it's so hot or you're tired and you don't really feel like going out. What's your trick that this is my fake dress up? Like do you, mine is I'll throw black on and a big pair of earrings. What's yours? Wow. It's a good I question, right? That is a good question. Because John will say, oh, that's nice. And I'll be like, oh, I'm fake dressed up. Like, that's my answer, right? But do you get me? Right. I would have to say from being in the beauty business, um, not even hair surprising, but a little bit of lipstick and mascara. That's a, that's a Zigarelli answer. And there you have yeah. it. Yeah. Because yeah. he it. said that. The last memory I have, and I mean, he's still here and amazing, but when I last saw him, he was like, maybe you should wear some lipstick. And I was like, no, I'm not not going to. So, but that's true. That's Uh, a good answer. Lipstick, earrings, and a little bit of mascara goes a long way. There you go. Awesome answer, Brandy. Thank you so much for having us. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Brandy. All right. Want to do Scott so he can make sticky buns? Scott. Scott Baker. Got this chip on my shoulder. You know it's been on, it's been on black. Scott Baker, five generation bakers, come on in here. You guys have been around forever. I grew up at McKee's Rocks eating your pies, eating your uh, eclairs. Right. And uh, But in the meantime, now you've focused, you've shown how businesses can be flexible. Sure. And, and retain long long longevity right so five generation bakers tells it well like it is you guys just <laughs> signed an agreement with eaton park to do sticky puns but before we can do that take us back like you you resuscitated this company sure uh you know five generation bakers is is the name of the bakery it's a literal term i'm the fifth generation of my family in the baking business uh, my great-great-grandfather immigrated to the united states in the 1860s and opened up his uh, bakery, actually, just down the, stro- the street here. This. That is awesome. Uh, we're Thank coming you. back here every week on Sawmill Run Boulevard, or actually on um, on um, Steuben Street. Twenty five Steuben Street was the location of his first oh, bakery. Really? Yeah, okay. In eighteen seventy five, uh, was called the Microwave Baker Bakery, and then eventually his sons joined. It became the Microwave Baker and Sons. And when he retired, he had seven sons, so they changed the name to the Seven Baker Brothers Bakery. In uh, the 30s, my grandfather wanted to go into business for himself, um, graduate of Pitt. Um, He worked for the Seven Baker Brothers. He and his cousin Bernard McDonald opened up Jenny Lee Bakery in 1938. And their first location was in the G.C. Murphy building down in Market Square. Oh, wow. I didn't know that either. At that time, it was actually called... um, uh, the Diamond Market because yes. it was an open air market where people would come into town and right. you know get their 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 you know produce and yeah. and groceries and things for the week. So we need to record that for our neighborhood. Nuh-uh. Yeah, right. Nuh-uh. Yeah, that's what I said. It's like, Nuh-uh. I had no idea. That's hysterical. That's okay. Great. So um, you know, Jenny Lee was a full line retail bakery. He grew uh, pretty quickly. In '41 is when he bought the building in McKee's Rocks and moved the production, um, all the bakery production to what 41. What was the reason? So. Do you know? Uh, he just outgrew the space. So he wasn't actually baking out of G.C. Murphy building. He didn't have enough space down there. I think they were frying donuts in the front window. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, but he was originally open. He was reselling Seven Baker 
brothers' products because they coexisted for a while. Uh, then by the end of his first year, he was making everything himself, but he was making them in the basement of a bakery in Dormont. He was running that space. Wow. And uh, and in 41, he um, bought the, the bakery in McKee's Rocks, moved all of his production there. And um, I think by the, by the um, early 70s or late 60s, there were 14 retail locations around Pittsburgh. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. So and that pa- building is like so Yo, iconic. Yeah, right. It was. It was. They knocked it down right. in 2017 yeah. to build a speedway. But um, it was actually four buildings connected on the inside. Oh, wow. Um, so you go inside, it felt like one facility. From the outside, it looked like four different buildings. I didn't know. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, Hatman's okay. Dairy um, was a hotel. Um, it was The buildings were multitude of different businesses over the years. I did not know that. So fast forwarding, somehow you end up just making cinnamon Right, bread. Cinnamon. yeah. So was fast that like forward? the thing, if you don't mind me asking? Like, we talk about how people in Pittsburgh were like, oh, you get the best eclairs there. Right, right. You get the best. right. But was that like one of the go-tos? So, yeah, in 2006, on Thanksgiving Day, a major fire uh, in the bakery shut us down for almost five months. Yes. Um, my parents rebuilt, uh, came back just in time for the Great Recession, <laughs> you know, and, and um, y- y- in hindsight, maybe they should have just closed the doors after that fire. But, you know, my dad's commitment to his employees and customers and my grandfather's legacy, he rebuilt. Um, you know, but we, we couldn't survive the recession. Unfortunately, in, yeah. in August of that year, they d- ultimately made the decision to close the doors. And I was burnt out. I was frustrated. I was angry. Um, I was unemployed. Yeah. And, you know, I'm helping my dad liquidate his business. And after a couple months of that, I'm like, you know what? My grandfather started over. I can do this. I'm a fifth generation baker. It was kind of my aha moment. And um, I had a job offer at the time, and I, I go home, and I said to my wife, I said, how would you feel if I didn't accept this job and started writing a business plan? And fortunately, you know, this her. always tears me up because, uh, you know, it was a turning point in my life. And, um, you know, she, she comes from an entrepreneurial family as well. And she's like, Scott, if you got to write a business plan, then, then that's what you need to do. And um, I spent about six months writing uh, wow. the business plan. And, and you asked why Cinnamon Swirl Breads. Yeah. You know, Donuts were 25% of Jenny Lee's business. So I thought about donuts, but there's a Dunkin' Donuts almost every yeah. you know, small yeah. town. Yeah. We were on every uh, wedding cookie table in Pittsburgh, but there's a thousand cookie commercial bakers across the country. Uh, I still get phone calls to this day for our buttercream icing, but every supermarket makes a, a pretty darn good decorated cake. And so I kept coming back to the cinnamon swirl bread. I'm like, you know what? This is a retail product. If you walk into Oakmont Bakery, Bethel Bakery, Kretschmar's Bakery, all three of those will sell a cinnamon swirl bread in that old-fashioned style crimp pan like we make. But I couldn't find them anywhere in, in you know supermarkets or commercial um, outlets anywhere. I you know I did find a chain down in in, um, in in Missouri, a small chain of supermarkets that made them, but they had a central bakery and they made them themselves. And so I kept coming back. Was it because people didn't want these, or did no bakery develop a yeah. commercial method? And right. I banked on the fact that it was just too difficult for most bakeries to do. We developed the production process, and voila, here 13 years later, we're uh, we shipped into 81,000 homes in all 50 states last year. So. How about that, huh? My God. That, I'm actually yeah. getting a tear in my eye. Same. Oh, it's, it's, like, this is what you're, we do. You're we fired. bring people you're making together. Me cry. You're supposed to make me hungry. Uh, no, I, I really just, I just, I just love it. And so now the new announcement is is that Eaton Park used to serve used to well or or jump in and say before that the QVC thing happened right yeah. right right yeah. so oh, like yeah, through a point. timeline yeah. right so yeah. how did yeah. that sort of come to be well frankly um, the pandemic and QVC saved my business we lost a concentrated risk customer in two thousand um, end of two thousand eighteen it really affected two thousand nineteen thank you and um, I lost forty percent of my business overnight and Jesus. so. Yeah, it, it, I mean, we had just moved into this state-of-the-art facility. It was gorgeous. We needed um, three years of double-digit sales growth to be able to hit our projections and, and pay the mortgage. And um, that was now, that was gone. I mean, I considered Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Um, I couldn't afford it. And so I'm fighting to survive. I come up with a plan. My bank a- approves it. And then the pandemic hits. And my already declined business we in May and June of the pandemic year in April, we were supplying school districts, we're supplying restaurants, and these are all shut down. My business was thirty percent of what we projected for those months. Oh my god! Well, oh then god. Um, QVC comes calling. Actually, the broker, my broker that um, connected me to QVC, she, she I'd met her a few years earlier. She remembered. 
You know, everybody that sells food online, their sales skyrocketed during the pandemic. And we saw that too. We had a, over like the first couple of months, our online orders were up 1400%. Um, QVC realized that same meteoric growth in food sales because they sell food on QVC. And so this broker was savvy enough to remember me. We pitched it. They loved it. Now the pandemic too, the bank has more patience with me. We scrapped that original plan. We grew 25% by the end of that uh, pandemic year, despite being as down as we were. Wow. And, what and a success so story. It, it's, it, but Scott, yeah. tell me that doesn't yeah. happen with, like you said, a wife who believes in you, an entrepreneurial attitude, and a I have nothing to lose kind yeah. of mentality, right? Yeah. I mean, that's really, you have to be at your lowest to say, I have to do this. I, I uh, Lowest, yeah. I I, um, I think I, yeah. I'd scrape through the bottom of the barrel. Sure. Um, the fortitude to dig fortitude, yourself up idea. out of yeah, that. Yeah, right? I had a potential investor in my business look at me and said, you've got a fabulous business here, but you, you're insolvent. And I took it as an insult. I, I, was, I wanted to grab him by the ring of his neck and drag him out of my bakery, but... Was it John? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the guy's name was John, but uh, not this John. Oh, thank um, God. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, y- you know, y- yeah, the, I, my back was against the wall in so many different ways, but I just refused. You know, I wasn't going to give up. Somebody was going to drag me out of there dead. Yeah. So What a story. Yeah. So, right, now- so now. <laughs> Eaton Park. Yeah. Yeah. Eaton Park, two institutions, the bakery that's been around forever, the Broadhurst, Broadhurst family, family the bakers, forever. yeah. And uh, and here you are serving sticky buns at Eaton Park, which is super cool. Uh, you know, like, we're so blessed. I mean, we've wanted to work with Eaton Park and the Broadhurst family for years. Um, you know, they're just a great family. They give back to their community. They focus on the, you know, their employees as part of their dining experience, and that's why they're so successful. And we try to emulate that. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're uh, a... a, a a pimple on uh, the you know rear end of a horse compared to the uh, Eaton Park Hospitality Group, but <laughs> um, you, you know they just do things the right way, and so they're an ideal partner for us. And the way we look at you know our business perspectives and strategies, you know we want to emulate the, the the great things that they do, and it's just awesome to partner with them. Scott, I would love to talk to you for another hour, but I'm so, so Scott will be coming on every week. No, but I'm so sick and tired of sitting here smelling these sticky buns and yes! want to off camera. You want to want to grill? Nothing's happening to them. So, first of all, thank you and yeah. congratulations. Yeah, and uh, thanks for even coming on the radio show the other night. Let's just keep celebrating. We got to get to Eaton Park and have a sticky bun. In the meantime, where does everybody find out more to order online and everything? Else sure, you, um, you can go to JennyLeeSwirlbread.com, but if you want to buy my bread, go to QVC.com. Okay. And put Jenny Lee in their search search engine, and you'll find all of our great Hello. breads, swirl breads, and everything. That's a nah right for people who don't yeah. know, right? Nuh-uh. I mean, those true QVCers <laughs> know, but yeah, you just never know. Scott yeah. is a little different than the last podcast when you sat with a toaster in your, under your <laughs> arm with right. a few drinks in your, in your guzzle. <laughs> you know, and we would be remiss, though, if, if before we let you go, we will ask you the question of the day, but we would be remiss if we didn't say, you know, you gave so many kudos to the Eaton Park family, but you as well give back to the community quite a bit. So thank you for that. Yeah. We always see you. So many different community events, so many nonprofit events. You're constantly em- embodying what Pittsburgh is. So thank you. Well, I didn't just learn how to bake from my my father and grandfather. I learned yeah. how to be a good right. human. Exactly, be a, be a good community member, that's and that's what yeah. it's all about. Nice. All right. So you know, Question you heard the, the woman answer, right? Is there a guy trick on being dressed up, but not really? Like, you don't feel like going out. You're sweating or you're cold or you're in your PJs and you're like, I got to do this thing. What's your fake dress up? You know what? It's as simple as putting on a sport coat. Oh, yeah. well done. Such yeah. a good yeah. I, I wear jeans on the daily to work and, yeah. and button down shirts. And I throw on a, a sport coat and people are like, what'd you dress up for? <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. There you go. It's the accessory. I'm going to have to start carrying a sport coat yeah. in my car. Yeah. We need another thing in that car. <laughs> another thing. There you yeah. go. Scott, right. thank you so thank much. You yeah, so you bet. For sure. It. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. We'll be there every little that step I made. No, 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 no. <laughs> Bobby it's my Brown. prerogative. It's yeah. <laughs> Sir. That was so good. You're, that was you're not good. only a that champion at Cornhole, you're a champion at Bobby Brown singing. <laughs> Thank you very much. I nice. love it. Yay. We were so excited to have you on this podcast. I am not just saying that. 
Tracy knows that John and I have been preparing. We do some work with a, a group called Providence Point, which is a retirement community in Scott Township. And we started a podcast there with them so that they could tell their amazing stories of what their life was like before going into the retirement community. And we said, we have got to get this podcast off during the games, the senior games that are coming. Next thing we know, Tracy Coslow gets us you, and we all love cornhole. So we were like, this is a dream come true. So you, did you recently compete? What have these games been like? Talk to us. Well, I first started at a company picnic, not a company picnic, my, my wife's family picnic. And I got interested. I saw two people throwing cornhole and I didn't know what it was. So I participated and I didn't do very well. And then my son-in-law, he was there also. And I noticed that he was throwing the bag kind of like a pancake swirl. And I said, wow, that's pretty good. I got to learn how to do that. So that's how I got started. Let's get back to the original question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, how then you just kept playing and playing and playing. Did, are you like a Willie Rennebeck where you built your own things and you built your own scoring machine and you bought dude shoes, everything? Did you really get into all that stuff? I think stuff? he's making fun of my husband. No, not at all. He really got into it really, really heavy. Is, did you do that or did you just keep practicing? No, I just kept practicing. Uh, it was hard. It's hard to find a place to practice during the winter time. Okay. It's really difficult if you don't have a large garage or some kind of facility where you can go and practice Ever. every day. Sure. You're not going to excel. You you have to be dedicated and try to find a place. And just so happened, the adult community where I live, okay, they have a clubhouse, and in the clubhouse I got permission to use it uh, when it was available. And I started to practice. I'd throw like maybe 350 bags a day. Jeez. Trying, trying to improve my skills. Well, wow. you answered my question, but I feel like there's more than that. How do you actually practice? Every sport has some kind of like conditioning, right? Correct. Basketball, you're doing something to kind of make sure you're pivoting right. You're getting your layups right. What is it with cornhole? Because people love it. Like you said, it's become this thing. It's, there's a circuit now. Okay, there's there, there's two things. Let's touch on one of them. Okay. One of them is try to keep the bag flat as you can when it's spiraling through the air. Okay. In a rotating manner like a flying saucer. Okay. You, you want don't to want do that? you don't you want it you want it to do that. You want it to spin. You want it to spin. Okay. It doesn't necessarily mean it has to spin more revolutions than the next guy as long as it's spinning somewhat. Okay. And keep it flat. If it's on an angle, it's not as effective. When that flat bag hits that board, it picks up speed. And when it hits the bottom of the board, it slides right up into the hole. And that's the primary shot in cornhole is the slide shot. That's exactly what one of my questions was. So you don't want to swoosh it net, nothing but net. You that, is called, uh, that is called airmail. Uh, airmail. <laughs> when you okay. take the shot and it, you throw it straight for the hole and it goes in without touching the board. Yeah. That's the airmail shot. Top flight professionals only make about 70% of those shots. Oh, wow. Where Same. a top flight professional can throw the slide shot probably 95% of the time. So the airmail shot does come into play on numerous occasions when a person blocks your shot from going oh, in okay. or you're blocking their shot. You want to use the airmail to go over their bags. But is there a way, I guess, understood, but is there a way, how do you perfect that? So is it is it the elbow? I is forgot it? about that part yeah. of the question. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, here okay. we here we go. Uh, <laughs> the way I practice is I throw forty bags, four bags at a time, ten rounds. So that equals forty bags. I play against what they call a ghost. I give the ghost seven points. You can start out at six, start out at five, whatever you want to start out. One bag in a hole is three points. One bag on a board is one point. So you throw four bags, the maximum total you could get is 12. So after 10 rounds, the maximum amount of points you can get is 120 points. So my goal is, I started out actually with seven, actually six. Now I throw my first 40 bags, and if I, let's say I throw my first four bags, I total up my score, let's say it's seven. I get two bags in a hole, one on the board, and one goes off the board. So now I have seven points, so I'm plus one against the ghost. The ghost only has six. Sure. The ghost gets six every round. Oh, uh, okay. So the next round I throw again. If I get a ten, three in a hole, one on the board, and none, none off, I get ten. I'm plus four. Now I'm. A, you add that plus one I had before, and the plus four I got now, now I'm plus five. 
The first one to 21 wins the game. Yes. Do you talk to the ghost, Bobby Brown? Not really. Okay, it, <laughs> actually, more importantly, does the ghost talk I got to other you? issues. <laughs> so I have to tell you this. Rachel and I were at that a conference. Good. We had a chance to play cornhole. Oh, funny. Yeah, and we're yeah. like, yeah, we can do this. Thank God Rachel carried us because I couldn't figure it out for the save my life. But And I can't figure out golf to save my life either. Is that what it's like? Is it, it's muscle memory? As Correct. Far as, yeah. Correct. Uh, you have to concentrate. If you actually take about 20 minutes of your practice session and really focus and concentrate on what you're doing and try not to do wrong things, then you'll improve your game. Okay. Uh, you can throw 500 bags in one day, 1,000 bags in one day, and if you're, you might pick up bad habits, and you don't want to do that. Sure. You want to you stay with the good things, and if you're doing something wrong, maybe even have somebody watch you yeah. or video you. Right. And then you can pick up on your uh, bad points. So right. you've practiced. Yeah, now Practice. the senior games are here. What yes. was that like? What intrigued you about? I mean, first of all, I don't know if, if Western PA realizes the impact that these senior games have on our city. I mean, this is a big I, deal. I honestly don't believe that the Pittsburgh area has gotten involved too much with cornhole, especially people over the age of 50. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I compete in several leagues, but I'm against individuals 18 years old and up. Mm. So I'm playing against really good people. They're, a lot of them are a lot better than I am. I even have played against professionals. They are a lot better than I am. Mm. But I try to improve my game at my age uh, or any age. You try to improve your game and excel in your sport. Um, but you're the champion of? I'm in the champion of my age division in Cornhole. Nice. In the that United is States. so cool. Can we have a round of applause he for Bobby for the Brown, confetti. Uh, cornhole <laughs> champion. There was to be confetti. Cornhole champion. Nice. Now sing my prerogative, everybody at once. It's my <laughs> prerogative. I can do what I want to do. All right. <laughs> Me and you, we got this. Yeah. Well, listen, it is a pleasure to meet you, and it's so cool. Now, where, what area do you live in? How far do you I live you in drive? Carnegie. Oh, yeah, oh, you didn't have too far, far to drive. Then, huh? No, I didn't have too far to drive. Uh, the event that took place uh, this past weekend yeah. uh, was in uh, the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. Yeah, right. There, there were a lot of different sports involved, not right. just cornhole. Right. There were over 11,500 athletes. Wow. And an input of about $35 million to the region. Yes. Yeah. But now, how, how did you get into it? I mean, did they, did they do like an RFP looking for people to actually submit to get into? No, I found that out by accident. I was looking for a cornhole tournament last year so I could participate in a local tournament with maybe a fellow colleague. Uh, but... I couldn't find one, and I ran across this National Senior Games, and I said, what the heck is this? I'm over 50. So I started reading about it, and so I uh, called this lady in Florida, and she uh, gave me all the particulars, and it's just like uh, the Senior Olympics, you might say. Yeah. Where you uh, you don't win any prize money. You just win medals and ribbons. Yeah. So and bragging rights. That and too. Get on the Jagoff podcast. Yeah, I mean. Exactly. It's, well, a, it's, it's, an, honor, that, it's an honor and a pleasure to be on this broadcast. Yeah. Bobby Brown, we brought Ernie Ritchie sausage. Have you? We have sticky buns from Eaton Park and Five Generation Bakers. Have you had any of that stuff yet? I saw you had a beer. I'll tell you what I <laughs> did. I, I am, I'm going to attack that food counter in a go, short good. period of time. Good, good. Before Bobby we Brown, go, we always have a question of the day. The question is, for women, it's easy. We throw on a few accessories. It makes us look dressed up. What do you guys do to kind of say, you know, I'm not in the mood to be dressy, but I'll throw this on and there you go. I look like I'm dressed up. Do you have a secret? Is it a cornhole bag? Nah. Oh, boy. Let me think a second. Scott, Scott Baker's. Baker's yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Scott Baker said sport oh. coat. Your wife is giving you context clues. She said the hat, which I do like, by the way. I I have to wear a hat. I got to cover up my baldness. Okay, there <laughs> you go. You I'm with you. There <laughs> you go, Bobby Brown. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you, and we love what you're doing. I thank you for your having Absolutely. me on the program. Thank All right, you. some more awesome. some more music from Brandon Payne, and then we're gonna talk dog stops. Smoking the mirrors never distract me. With my poker face, I'm focused on the prize. 
So Corey and Brett, you guys, welcome Hi. to the you Jag Off Podcast Porch Tour number two. Thank was this you for what having you anticipated, us. Or you had no idea. This is like, way what? more of a party, I think, than oh, I thought okay. it was. <laughs> it's a great surprise. Oh, like, good. We're so glad. I love it. <laughs> We're so glad. I may, may get in trouble for saying this, but I'm having to leave here to go to my son's birthday party. I think I'd rather stay here and party with you <laughs> folks. So. We will not allow that to be shown. No one's going to tell them Yeah, right? No, we love the fact that you guys were interested because we love to shine the light on local businesses. And my gosh, talk about local businesses. Yours, you know, I want you to educate us, but it seemed like, oh, there was this place called the Dog Stop. And now there are all of these places. Like, where did it all start? It started, um, uh, Chris Kane and Jesse Kozlov, who are both from Pittsburgh, they went to school together um, when they were younger here in Pittsburgh, and uh, they had this idea for a dog care facility that was you know, better and different from what was already available. Um, and they started here in Pittsburgh, our first location over on Washington Boulevard. Oh, that um, was the first oh, one? Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah. Yep, that's our that's our first store. And I mean, we've, we've come a long way yes. <laughs> from there. I came on about 12 years ago. And before we ever started selling franchises, uh, we opened our second location on Banksville Road, which has since moved to West Liberty. We opened in the Strip. We just opened our um, new corporate location flagship store over in um, Allison Park in the Glenshaw area. Um, but yeah, it's been a wild ride. We have 25, 26, I can't remember wow. how many we have open and like 100 sold. Yeah. Wow. So so there, there's another 60 under development right yeah. now. Wow. How crazy is it's that? Crazy. What's the magic? <laughs> Not that we want you to give the secret sauce, but what is the magic? The yeah. two of us. Yeah. <laughs> You're mean, looking yeah. at it. <laughs> you really <laughs> templated something that everybody knows. Like, is it yeah. just, is it a customer service? Is it the process you decided? What so, dog owners? I, let, I, w- I would say we, we put a premium on education. And I think that's okay. uh, uh, I'm definitely absent in a lot of the competition out there. I mean, I don't want to oversell it like it's something that nobody, like we, we have this secret sauce, but... It's obviously a, a skilled position. Yeah. Our stores offer boarding, grooming, daycare. Yeah. Uh, some locations have training. We have retail. You can't successfully do this just by throwing a bunch of people in the room and saying, here, you you watch that. And if you ask Corey, she, she loves the story that, you know, when she came aboard, I think her training consisted of, did you have big dogs or little dogs growing up? True big story. dogs. Okay, you go in that room. <laughs> oh, right. you know? Exactly. So, that was my first day. Right. Yeah. So, and I said, this should probably change. This is yeah, not right. That's but isn't that one. the coolest part, the evolution? I mean, Absolutely. I don't know if you heard Scott yeah. Baker talk, but his business started from his parents in the 1800s wow. for a bakery. And now awesome. he had to evolve through the yeah. recession. Right through COVID and through Dunkin' Donuts coming in and kind of being like, hold on, you know, how do you sustain? But same with you guys, like it may have been a no brainer. Like people have dogs, what do you do? But you're literally the ones who people go to constantly. Well, and to your point, I mean, they're the, to keep up with, it's not a huge industry, but well, it's a huge industry as far as uh, the money money to be made and the money being spent by pet owners. But uh, like our, our particular corner of the market is is largely untapped. But that being said, you know we have place we have other competitors in this area, yeah, the, sure. the other franchise players that um, you know I think our biggest differentiator is the team that we built. I there mean, you I, go. I, I, okay, I, yeah. I say that proudly and modestly at the same time. I mean we we are we got a special group. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and we I think the the big thing that sets us apart is our our passion and continuing ed uh pushing forward because uh you you said it about about bakers like that's the um if you have to evolve you have to evolve because this uh you know what we know about dog health and dog behavior is is just it's grown in the last five years let alone the last 20 is astounding like what people were doing uh, is is completely shameful yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> the things that we right. all grew up doing and right. thought were normal. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think exactly. that that's the other thing when you talk about the secret sauce or like the magic element of what makes the dog stop so special. It's not just education of our staff, which is of course for Brett and I mm-hmm. is a huge focus of what we do day to day is building this this curriculum for for everyone who works for us, but also education of our clients. People come in and right, they think, okay, who do I have to help me understand my dog? Who do I have to 
help me yeah. train my dog, feed my dog, you know. And for a lot of people, they think veterinarians, and I'm not going to bash vets at all. We right. love our veterinarians, but um, sometimes there's a missing element there of yeah. things they might not be the, they may not always be the most perfect resource for the questions you have. That's where we want the dog stop to step in and say, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you know your dog better. I'm yeah. gonna help you be a better pet parent for your dog." Pet so behavior to, as well as owner behavior, right? Absolutely. Jessen, yeah. he <laughs> two questions from that. So, two things. One, where did this like? There's a need for it. Yes. But it's so crazy now how much people are into their dogs. What happened? Like, what what was that transition that people had, oh, some people are dog people and they have pets, to where it's part of life now? Like, you almost aren't a family without a dog, without sounding... Well, and like I think that. a lot of people, too, there's been a delay in people having children, which is a lot of it. We have a lot of, especially here in Pittsburgh, young professionals who are putting off marriage or putting off, you know, having yes. children and starting with dogs. Like, dogs Great have point. become almost the stepping stone yeah. to becoming a parent for a lot of people. So we get, especially in, like, the strip district area a lot of very young professionals in their 20s or their early 30s who aren't ready to have kids yet but they have dogs and yes. they treat them like their children yeah yeah so uh, in the old days i kind of go what you said brett is like in the we're, we're almost bougie no matter what we do right, right. now. Right. The, basic, the basic today yep. is bougie compared Absolutely to what we did right. to our dogs. Yep. So, yeah, that's a good point. So you guys are the experts here. So let's talk about some just some questions and answers, right? As far as, yes. uh, you know, as far as um, training a puppy, right? Every family has been through, mom, dad, can we get a puppy? And uh, I, no, promise I'll take care. Yeah. <laughs> right. I promise I'll take care of it. We right. know what uh, ends up happening. But, uh -huh. but really is... And I also had heard in in the past that Christmas is not a good time to get a puppy. Not, so not talk generally. about that tradition. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's it's become kind of a trope in movies and and stories and 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 it's in commercials still and right. everybody loves to that that it's just a very idyllic. Uh, thought it's the right? Disney you know I'm gonna of, get this yes. nice little fluffy golden retriever that's gonna poke its head out of a box <laughs> yeah. and 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 every they they don't show you the very next day or what happens <laughs> right? over the next yeah weeks right and so so I just think it it is yeah. it's it's you know false advertising of course because it's it's painting a picture that's not accurate and not real but I think the the problem that the result of that so you know you can count on you ask people in our industry shelter staff in particular they're going to tell you that you know you can count on maybe come march or april the shelters are flooded and that's a direct result of people that acquired puppies during christmas thinking it was a cool idea or they wanted to appease their children or whatever the reason was and they just without a whole lot of thought going into it and without realizing the amount of responsibility involved and and to to feed it what the what, what's the right food what am i going to do with it when i'm gone at work you know how am i going to teach it not to rip up my furniture and, yeah. and and all that good stuff so i think you know it's i'm not saying that you you should never Shouldn't, get a dog right. over but the Christmas, holidays but, are a busy right. time and you don't have time to right focus, exactly right? that too absolutely yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so there's that practical side or you know you're you're not you're not going to be able to imagine that like the very next day and then you got that week of vacation that your the dog gets used to having you around all the time uh and then you go to new year's party and you come back and the dogs you know turned your house upside down or mm -hmm. you know and then you go back to work and then you're like man this was a bad idea Why did I do what this? i love is you you're practical yeah absolutely you're being practical because that's the way the business sustains because if you put on this show that oh dogs are fabulous all, just like kids they're yeah. not fabulous all the time not i don't know what your birthday party you're going to you're, but let me tell you you may be surprised i spent like i, I this is not don't get me wrong. I wouldn't have made this my career if I didn't Absolutely. have a, a, a serious passion for this. And dogs are my world. However, you know, I think that has been what what clients that I've worked with have appreciated about me over the years is that I I do present that practical side, and yes. I'm, I sometimes find myself playing devil's advocate and, and talking people out of doing things or like for hey timing. I really want to get this sure. uh, I want this breed for my family well let's talk about your family and your lifestyle and let me you know I'll give you my input on whether I think that's a good idea or yes the, certainly the timing of getting a puppy around the holidays and you know you got to consider all sorts of moving parts you know how old are your kids 
yes. what are they involved in? Like mm -hmm. I, yeah. I have you. I could pr supply you with like a, a sixty item questionnaire that just resides in my head about what I want to know before uh, you know yeah. saying yeah. I think that would probably be a yeah. good choice for. A well, family, and that's but, so that was the great segue to yeah. my other question, which was you know to your point, Corey. You were saying like vets are great, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. But I'm also from that old school. Still, we have a dog, yeah. but I'm still from that old school. That's like. I am not taking my dog to the vet for every little thing. Right. 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 Some people do, and there's nothing wrong with that. You guys are sort of that middle where it's like, I'm not saying that you call you for consultation, no, right. Right. Yeah, but you may right. be that next layer of, this isn't quite vet worthy, right? right. Absolutely. Well, That's not quite vet worthy yeah. or um, is this something, you know, our big thing, one of the, the big um, focuses that we have at the dog shop is... I don't want to say healing through nutrition, but setting your dogs up for success through nutrition. And that sometimes we see clients who their dogs come in with chronic hot spots because they're chewing at themselves all the time and you know chewing these bald patches on their legs or at the base of their tail. And they're going and they're taking their dogs into the vet every every month, every two months to get a steroid shot to make the hot spots go away. That's a conversation that we can have with you of like, hey, let's talk about diet and how a change in diet, you might pay a little bit more for the food, but I promise it's less than you're paying for your sure. vet visit. Exactly. And you're going to actually solve the problem yes. instead of just putting a Band-Aid on the problem. Yeah. And that's also part of where we've evolved, right? Because like you said before, it was right. just like, oh, it's a dog. Now it's like, no, I want a solution or an answer on how oh. this well, gets better. And the pet food manufacturing industry has changed so much in the past 30 years where, you know, if you were growing up, you know, I was growing up in the 80s and the 90s, and the pet food back then is almost a complete stranger to the food that we see now sure. on the shelves yeah. in terms of quality, in terms of sourcing. And it's a lot hard, it's getting harder and harder to buy a nutritious food for your dog. Um, and you know, the things that we sell, we focus on them because we vet every single brand that we bring in. Mm -hmm. We oh, test wow. them on every single one of our dogs before we ever recommend it to a client to make sure that, okay, does this work? Does my dog have a shinier coat? Is his stool firmer? You know, and, yeah. and we do all that before we ever say, hey, this is something that you might want to So consider. you're the therapist for the dog. Corey is the authority on all the things. The whisperer. She's come a long other way from, do you have a big dog? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I want to make sure we hit that question because um, big dogs, little dogs, reading the dog's body language. That guy. So yeah, he's tell amazing. me about that a little bit. You know, we all think a wagging tail is a happy dog. Is that true? <laughs> is that true? <laughs> Thank you so I'm glad you brought that up and it wasn't me. Because, you know, I, I'm like, I find myself cringing and itching a little bit whenever you say that. You have hot Maybe I'm going to change his diet later. No, I mean, I think I, I was running through my head before this. You know, they're, they're, unfortunately for me, I've, it's hard to narrow it down to two or three, like, common misconceptions or, or common mistakes that, that people who are, sa fancy themselves as dog savvy, sure. um, make every single day and I and I always like to start with the one like the classic example that, that you brought up is that a wagging tail equals a friendly dog but you know that's that is outright wrong I mean the dog could be wagging their tail because they're happy and happy to greet you or they're happy to bite you you know yes. uh, the, the tail is more like uh, you're you're monitoring that the dog is is experiencing an emotion which is about useless oh, right? yeah, you, okay. you the dog is awake and they're standing up so their tail is wagging so uh, you know to a trained eye you're looking at the manner in which their tail is moving is the dog's tail high and and stiff and just barely switching back and forth is the dog's tail you know up under their belly and and just the very tip of its wagging is the dog is the whole rear end and rump swishing back and forth that's your more classic that's a happy dog but it's never just one body part either like you're looking at the Look at that. we use this yeah. we use this uh, i can't reveal too much of this but but basically it's a snout to tail assessment that we train our staff to perform in about five seconds time like you get really good at noticing you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna zoom in where necessary but but by and large when I assess a dog I'm zooming out I'm just looking at that I can make a glance assessment and go is this dog threatening towards me or not or is this dog extraordinarily stressed or is this dog and it's it becomes once you're practiced at doing it it's really easy to recognize but my my so basic cool. rule and I, what I would share with the with the listeners is that you know don't assume that because you love dogs, dogs love you. And and there are so many well-meaning folks out there that 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 do unsafe or, or incorrect things. Again, well-meaning, but I think we as a species, the humans I'm speaking of, are, are a little bit arrogant about about our place in the world and then because 
I own a dog, uh, therefore all dogs that I encounter on the street are fair game, you know? Yeah. So if a dog's not showing affiliative behavior towards you or like is, is interested, you know, a sniff is not uh, a entering a contract of, of a relationship, you know? Yeah. A dog comes over and sniffs your leg, that's not, I don't assume that means you want me to reach down and pet you on the top of the head, because a lot of dogs don't want you yeah. to. You know, and that's Same. just like I, I have a I learned a great deal. He's a fun killer. Yeah. We tease him all the time. Yeah. Kill Joy Prince. <laughs> no, I think, I think AJ, the good thing but is it's what, important though. I think it's the good thing stuff. is what yeah. you're showing is that yeah, right. the dog stop is just not the place to go store your dog when you go yeah, on vacation. Well, and that's, it's that, a place yeah. that can Thank be helpful you. to everybody it's education. in every yes. aspect, right? Yeah, and the, the one other big one is that you know we all learned this growing up is that the the correct way to greet a dog is to extend your arm yeah uh, you know with the back of your hand facing forward so that they can smell you well let me tell you the dog especially as i am right now that dog can smell me from about three blocks away <laughs> so they don't need me to extend my hand right. in their face in order right. to get Step what back. i'm about uh, i need a shower you know it's all those other so things practical. but but right. but oh. Also, if that dog is in any way uncomfortable or inclined to react aggressively, you've just offered them something that they can grab a hold of, right? <laughs> so that's like a breach of Such space. Such a good point. Just yeah. because a dog is standing the distance we are away from, from each other right now, like we're virtually strangers to each other. Like we can be friendly and we can have a conversation, but it might be crossing a line if I suddenly came over and slung my arm around you and gave you a kiss on the cheek. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, this is a great right. party, but depends what I'm saying. But it's not how many drinks right, I've exactly. yeah. Yeah. Well, but, I more Bloody Marys. I might, I might noogie you back. I like to highlight that fact for people is that like there's, it's not all in the same yeah. category. Yes. Like there, there are uh, highly room. familiar yeah. behaviors. Read the room. Yeah. Thank you. That's a I great way of say putting it. I've been at the dog stop for four years before Brett came in. <laughs> and, and I've been a dog owner my whole life. I've volunteered at shelters. Like, I've always been a dog lover. I did not realize how little I knew until I met Brett Reynolds. True story. Not me just, like, you know, blowing wow. him up. Do you call Bert sometimes? All the time. Yeah. Okay. I used to lie I to people to and say that Bert Reynolds Bert. is my uncle when I was, when I was younger. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. No, but that is such mm. good advice because it is true. People are just so... Um, like what was the word you use? Like they just assume. Yeah. You know, I can do this, and this is what I learned, but they really don't know. Yeah. Right. Where can That's people awesome. find out more about you guys online? Whether they want to buy a franchise, if they just need help with their dog. Yeah. If they made a mistake and bought a dog around Christmas <laughs> and is still chewing the toys. We're all we're everywhere. We're everywhere. Yeah. We, I mean, thedogstop.com has all of our locations listed. There's franchise information there as well. If you want to reach out to learn more about franchise opportunities, there's a find your stop button where you can you know search the area to see you know who's the closest stop to you and um yeah and we're everywhere see us yeah Yeah. and all of our social media uh, accounts are on that on the website we also have an event coming up at a voodoo brewery uh in the north shore on the 18th at four o'clock um it's right before pnc pup night where people can bring their dogs to the outside patio at uh, voodoo and we'll have special stuff there for the dogs we'll have prizes we'll have like a hydration station for the dogs so while you're getting your pint they can have something as well yeah Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yes, I brought treats for you guys too. These are are no hides. These are something that we sell in all of our stores. It's a rawhide replacement or a rawhide alternative for dogs. Rawhide, you know, if I can say anything, it's stay away from it, from your dogs. It's very dangerous. Um, So these are all like they're protein based. They're the actual meat of the dog. So this is actually made out of beef, pineapple, and banana. Um, And they chew just like rawhide. So those are for you guys. Please look what just happened. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> she got like, one earlier, too. So mine. she's like, oh, wait a minute. That is so <laughs> Papa Faye for you. Huh, yeah. There's you a, guys, there's we lo- there. we're so glad. I'm sorry it took so long to have this conversation. No, we really like, appreciate This is a great it. conversation. Thank you so much. We have a, you know, well, we have a question, but I have to say this. We pride ourselves on being, you know, a term of endearment, Jagoff. So how have you been, you Jagoff? But I think we should partner up. We're going to talk to Chris Kane about this and do a don't be a Jagoff and do these things. And then yes. people know what not to do with their dog. Oh I my gosh, it. yeah. Right? I'm so, I'm so there. Yes. And you know who Chris is? Yeah. Donna's I son. Do. I, I mean, do. he's literally, we're going to go yeah. knock. Chris, this is what we think. So, yes. I was so mad that my Don't Be a Jagoff shirt was dirty. Oh, well, they have uh, some no. here okay. for you. It was still at the cleaners. Dry yeah. <laughs> cleaners. So, listen, All this right. is the question of the day. You guys were chatting it up, so you may not know. Brandy, who is the homeowner, yeah. works at a Zazu. 
So she helps us to kind of like, what are the accessories to make you look like you're dressed up? I always say I am low maintenance. I barely wash my hair. So <laughs> if I am throwing on a big pair of earrings and wear some black, you know I'm fake dressed up. Do uh -huh. you have a secret to being fake dressed up? Like someone said, uh, Scott said a sport jacket. Do you have a trick? I, I put glitter on my eyes. That's oh, my thing. Wow, yeah. you go all out. Yeah, I put, that's my, Brett too, he does that's the same thing. I, I learned it from him. <laughs> stole that one from me, actually. Damn her. No, I, I have one pair of semi-trendy pants that if I put those on with a t-shirt, I'm good. You're good. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Have the tricks. Yeah. Do you have one? I, I don't know. I think it's a sport coat. I think I have to steal from okay, Scott. Yeah. I think it's a sport okay. coat. Yeah. It's what's yeah. ever clean, right? And the glitter, I noticed you're not wearing one right now. Right. But, uh, right. <laughs> Rachel's in black, right. but you this did not don the sport coat. I'm right. dressed up. I right. got the earrings. <laughs> she's dressed up on the top. She's shorts on the bottom. <laughs> exactly. Because she thinks COVID. she's a news anchor. Right. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much. You were thank such you. a thank you. This was amazing. Thank you guys so much. Absolutely. All right, coming fun. up next, we're going to talk to our musician, Brandon Payne, who's been waiting in the wings. Feel like I'm still in Vegas when I'm with you. Gotten just the right to get me through when there are. Our guest right now is Brandon Payne, and that Brandon, this is the second porch you've been on, and the second porch that has had extreme weather. <laughs> right, right here. Grab one of these uh, microphones there. Yet? Wait. <laughs> Last one, it poured down rain, like really poured, poured. It we was, were all underneath. And tents. we were underneath it, and it was going down my back. Yes. 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 Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, a nice little chill. So that we met the you there. McKay, yeah, remember? Exactly. Yeah. We met you there. And then uh, fast forward. So, what has happened with Brandon Payne Music since we saw you last? Two years ago, July of 2021. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, I can officially say I'm a, I'm a Pittsburgh resident now. Nice. I think before awesome. I was, yes, you I was were living not. south. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now we're right in the city, five minutes from here. Which is great. Um, got a website up, thatpainfulmusic.com. Um, just playing a lot, a lot of gigs. That's yeah, so which awesome. is great. Yeah, great. Because once COVID happened, like there was nothing. Right. It was. It was did hard you to recover go from online that. during that and do some music? I did. Um, just I, did you, I did YouTube live streams. Okay. Yeah. And like friends would log in, and like I, that's when I learned a, a whole ton of songs because it okay. was people throwing requests. It was like, okay, I'll learn it for what next Wednesday. We'll do a live stream. And <laughs> so I learned a whole bunch of songs during that time, and yeah, it's been it's been a cool ride. Right. We. I was joking with you before you know we came on, and I said, you know, we gave you a job. You know, mm -hmm. we had something coming up afterward, and yeah. again this time I was like. We got a little something-something for Brandon Payne. We do have a little and something he's good. I talked yeah, to him already. Right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. See, just keep coming to the tour. podcast because every other week after that, no, you get a paid gig. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And we now, love local musicians, especially mm -hmm. folks like yourself who, you know, you epitomize, like we said, the COVID, you know, what happened after COVID. Everybody mm -hmm. had to sort of figure it out. Yeah. And if you love your craft, it's sort of like what Scott talked about. Stick with it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can't. You can't let something like that get in your way. Yeah. You got to keep pushing forward. Yeah. But uh, as a musician, did you have, you just said you got a website up and everything. Mm -hmm. Did you have to go learn, teach yourself all that stuff? You know, musicians write music and, and perform, right? Yeah. But now there's website, there's social media. You have yeah. to adapt to all of that stuff? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Instagram and all that stuff, that's, I'm still trying to learn it all. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, there's companies that make it easier for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you don't have to know all the ins and outs. But yeah. for the most part, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been nice to have that. It's nice to um, have more followers and meet people and have them, if they want to follow me and know where my shows are and stuff, they, they, they can, uh, it's nice to have that accessibility for them to do that. Yeah. Can you so. sing anything Bobby Brown? No pressure, but Bobby Brown is here. <laughs> Rachel will accompany you. I already did my prerogative and every little step. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that, that's that's all I have in my, okay. my role deck. <laughs> He's like, that's Bobby it, Brown rinse him out. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we appreciate you coming to the podcast. You know that yeah, we have... Sure. Wait, again, where does everybody find you online? Yeah, that pain, that painful music. Every uh, that's that's YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, that. dot com, everywhere. Yeah. And in so. case we weren't a little coy, we are going to do a little um, preview of Cindy Stock on August fifth and twelfth. We're going to have Mark Ferrari and Brandon Payne, and they're going to be singing in the parking lot at John Angel's Genji Stuff. Boom! Details to follow. <laughs> right. We don't know all of them yet. That's why. Right. <laughs> right. So all right. Uh, you're going to do another song for us. Question sure. of the day. Okay. Question of the oh, okay. day. Don't get nervous. So, you know when you, like, have to go out 
mm-hmm. and you don't feel like it. You're either in your pajamas or it's 104 degrees and you mm-hmm. don't really, you know you're not going to look nice. Okay. What's your fake dress up outfit? Like, what do you throw on? Like, Scott said a sport coat. I said a pair of earrings. Is there something you throw on that you fake dress up? Am I, am I going to Giant Eagles or am I going out to, am I going out to dinner? <laughs> dinner. I love that he followed dinner. up with a Going out dinner. to dinner. You're going on. Oh, I'm going out to dinner. Oh, geez. Um, but you're hot. You're tired. But you got to do it. I don't know. I'd throw on a hat and just say, if you yeah. don't like the way I look, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't need follow up on what the speech, was, what the verbiage was, but that was perfect. Yeah. I love that we you like, added on. All right, yeah. so you're going to sing us another song. I Can you one. give us a little music bed as we do a few ads? Sure. And say thank you to everybody. Sure, sure, sure. Once again, saying thank you to all the folks that provided prizes for our Fort Porch Tour, which is Mary Mac Bakehouse Cookie Cookie Ice Cream, Ernie Ritchie Sausage, the Pittsburgh Irish Festival, Dryer Vent Wizard, All Things Empanada, and Spectrum Fudge. Thank you so much to our guest, Scott Baker from Five Generations Baker. Uh, Eaton Park, obviously, as well. The Dog Stop. Bobby Brown. Check out the rest of the senior games. They're still going on throughout the weekend. And thank you always to Monica and Tracy, who make this super simple. Thanks to Q92.9. And thank you, as always, to Honda. I didn't have my notes last time. Get the best experience of customer service and maintenance of your Rorick Advantage at the service center on West Liberty Avenue. Visit RorickHonda.com for all of your vehicle needs. And by all means, check out our blog post where John gets to have road rage and take it out on his computer. Thanks for joining us. Listen to Brandon Payne. I knew that I could be Something I could never let me see He's hoping it's the best of me And I thank you Cause you set me free I change the things I used to do Cause I know they ain't made for you I know there's more I need to do But I thank you But you set me free Free lay relaxing in the summer Laying out, listening to the thunder There's no place I'd rather be Free lay on taking a long way Free then letting your head down Stay around Thank you for making me me I don't care what the world will do Just focus on future me and you yeah, I know there's more we need to move I still thank you Cause you set me free Freely or relaxing in the summer Playing that, listening to the thunder There's no place I'd rather be Freely or taking the long way Breathing, letting your head down, say around. Thank you for making me me. When I think of all we've done together, how it seems we've lasted forever. In the summer, late night, listen to the thunder. There's no place I'd rather be. Breathing, I'm taking the long way. Breathing, letting your hair down. Thank you, thank you for making me me. Thank you for making me me.